Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to Blissful Love with Devin McMahon. I'm so excited today to be here recording with Bella Picard. Super exciting to have her on. Um, so Bella, we always ask two questions before we get going. So what makes you feel blissful today and how will you propel your love today? What makes me feel blissful today? Oh, it sounds so corny, but like the, the sun, I, would, I just was standing out there earlier when I got back out of training. I don't know. This just makes me feel blissful. Just like feeling the heat on you and just like my muscles are so sore. It just like heats them up. It's just nice. Yeah, for sure. How will I propel my love today? Um, handing out more sunflower seeds. <laughs> to be honest, I, I harvested my sunflower seeds, seasoned them up, put all my love and energy into it and yeah, I like want other people to like enjoy it. So. I love that. Tell everybody a little bit about your sunflower extravaganza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when, when uh, like right before the whole coronavirus thing started, I like just dropped like 30 something seeds in the ground it was like, yeah, we'll see sunflower seeds. Like I want to see if I can cultivate like, and yeah, they just end up growing. I ended up getting wicked into it because I just <laughs> love plant. Like I am a plant fanatic and uh yeah, I ended up just like growing monster. Like they're the tallest one I believe was eleven and a half feet tall. Oh my god! Oh that's yeah, insane. like like looking over the fences in my backyard, just staring at my neighbors. So I harvested those heads, and I like learned how to like you know get, harvest the seeds in them, which was insane. If you've never seen sunflower seed heads be harvest, Google it, YouTube it. It's insane. Yeah, um, going yeah. To and then I just like figured it out, seasoned them, and now I'm eating them. <laughs> so crazy. I love that so much. Um, so I wanted to bring Bella on. She has a very interesting journey that she's been on so far. So I actually knew who Bella was growing up. We both grew up in Massachusetts and played softball. Um, and she was a phenomenal athlete. And I remember like all of our teammates just knowing who she was, which is so weird to look back on now. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, yes. And actually when I first originally asked Bella to come on, so I met Bella through Mike Soares, who's been on the show before. She, you grew up with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mike introduced us and then Bella and I were texting and I asked her to come on. She said, yes. Yeah. So it was so funny. I like texted a group of my softball girls growing up yeah. and I was like, guess who's coming <laughs> on this love? And they're all like, oh my God, this is so that's funny. Awesome. We're like fangirling over you. Oh, so it's so funny. Awesome. I love that. Those are the days. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah. I like still reminisce so much on them. But, I'm like, oh, no. glory days. Um, right. But yeah, so I will let you kind of just tell your story about softball and life and how they connect now. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening do know a little bit about you, but you can tell it exactly yeah. how it's been. <laughs> so yeah, basically, I mean, uh, like, like you said, softball uh, was like took over my life pretty much starting like sophomore year of high school. I ended up getting a scholarship to play division one college softball at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. Um, 
we had a very successful freshman year. Sophomore year was great too, up until uh, it was in it was April eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, five, it's just so weird that it's five years ago. Yeah. Um, I collided with the shortstop from Fordham University. Uh, suffered a spinal cord injury. I broke my C five vertebrae, and uh, ever since then I've been rehabbing. <laughs> long, long story long, but yeah. Yeah, so I like lost a lot of strength in my right side and I was in inpatient rehabilitation for two months. And then, I mean, like I said, I, till this day, I'm in a neurological reengineering program trying to, my right foot still is paralyzed. It doesn't, it doesn't lift up. Um, it, can, it can go down a little bit, but lifting up is still, still tough. So we're trying to get that to work, but I am so blessed and just, I've learned so much in this recovery, just um, like just more than I think I want to say anyone could ever know, but I can't say that anymore because I met so I've met so many people in the spinal cord injury community, traumatic brain amputee, and it's like their stories and what they've learned. I'm like, it's just amazing how yeah. like we're just a speck of dust, and our stories are just right. I know, beachy, you know what I mean? I yeah. Am. For it's sure. Amazing. So. It's crazy too, because like you were saying, um, we chatted before we jumped on and you were saying how, you know, you believe in God and you trust in God and you pray and all of that. And it's like, I mean, obviously with something that happens like that, that's so traumatic. You don't want to say everything happens for a reason, but it's like, in that sense, like you're finding so many blessings from this, you know, like you would, you would not have the community you have today if it wasn't for I, what you've been through. I honestly, the best way is like, do you have like a niece or a nephew or any, or yeah. like, yep. I okay, put it in this perspective. Mm -hmm. What would your life be if they were never born? I have literally no idea. So that's how <laughs> I feel about my injury in like, when it, like I, it was, oh, the first three years especially was, it was just, it was tough on my mind, but that's why I am who I am today. And uh it's like I look back at it and I'm like wow like what a blessing what a yeah. blessing like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah it's like, crazy and I just think about that all the time because like if my nieces or nephews I just can't imagine it, it I no just, it like doesn't make sense it's one of those no, things where you're like I don't know I'm not gonna and then that's it. where I realized in my growth when I was harping on like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah I like realized in those moments like why am I wasting time thinking about what it could have been when like, here I am, like stop and look around and right. that's where plants tie in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the plant love. Yeah. Um, so like, what was your, all right, let, how about, let's rewind a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you, you get hurt, you collide with the shortstop mm -hmm. and then what, like, what did your journey look like after that? You go to the hospital and then uh, it womp, womp, womp. It yeah. was really, but that's what it is. And that's what I've been trying to help change. So this day is doctors are the most negative Nellies because they have to be right. And right. Of course. So mentally destructive yeah. to whoever the person is. And it's like, it just looked kind of, you know, I wouldn't have my independence, you know, they didn't, they couldn't tell me when, and they, they couldn't tell me when anything they said, I'd need to, walk with assistance for the rest of my life and 
And you said, okay, I'm getting Benny. I didn't get it. No, but dude, I just remember in my, what didn't make sense to me was the, doc, the same doctor who was saying to me, ah, I know, Bella, it's tough, and, but you have to understand the human body is just so amazing and it's so capable of just, you know, the spinal cord is very sensitive. And I just remember while he was talking, I was like, wait, if you're telling me the human body's that amazing to take a 153 pound chunk of muscle like I was and just stop it from moving, why are you telling me that that same amazing body can't get going again? Like, right. And that's, that's kind of where my head was at from then on. And yeah, I got out of rehab. Uh, I went back to finish my sophomore year in Philly. So I was rehabbing in Philly. That was an emotional disaster. Wait, so you went back, you went back to school that same year? That's that summer. Yeah. To, Cause wow. I wanted to go back for my junior year, but I had health complications. So I had to just come home and actually ended up getting one three surgeries on my legs and crazy yeah it was tough it was tough and I'm like a pretty I thought I was a mentally tough kid yeah. prior to my injury but it wasn't the mentally it, yeah tough. no like it was it was more sports mentally tough to like get like punched yeah. in the face with like a bleeding like the head and I'm like okay let's go hit the ball like that was my mental toughness like yeah yeah was the extent. yeah but uh and just like striking out I was always a very um just like pretty chill player like I think yeah. that made me stand out a lot is mm -hmm. I was like it went zero to 100 and totally uh, but yeah the mental toughness post I just yeah yeah it's crazy too because so when I first reached out to you I would I called my dad because my dad was very like active in my softball career oh, and yeah so we were talking about it and he was like he still like can't believe it because I remember even like when we were talking it through like I, we wondered like what's gonna happen like is she gonna be able to walk again like all this stuff and I remember like showing him videos of you being able to do things and he would be like what this is crazy he's like all right so I told you a little bit I hurt my back when I was a junior in high school and I like literally thought my life was over like I was like this is off and like I could still walk and do everything you know and I remember showing him stuff and he's like, Devin, this, like, not that it's like, this is horrible and yours is here, but he's yeah. like, think just different things that you experience and different people, you know, and different things that you see, like puts everything into perspective for you. Like you were saying, oh, you know, and it's just a good dad. Yeah. That's right. Crazy. He's awesome. But it was just like such a crazy thing to watch, right. like, especially somebody that we knew who you were, you know what I mean? Like right. we have yeah, like, exactly. seen you play and it was just like, it makes it that much more intimate of a of a yeah. perspective change. Yeah, yeah, no, like I, it hits you, and you're like, "Whoa, wait, okay." Yeah. So like, this person's going through this thing, and it's it doesn't again, it doesn't like change the way that I felt about what I was going through oh, in the no. sense of like, "Oh, well, that's horrible." So now I feel better. It was more of like mm -hmm. a people can persevere through literally anything, uh -huh. you know. I and it love that you say that. That's that's yeah. what that's honestly like when I was talking about like yeah what I've learned but if I thought I learned anything all these people I've been meeting yeah that's what I mean by I mean I walk into this gym every morning you know sore and like just butt clenched out yeah. of <laughs> and you know there's a nine-year-old kid with cerebral palsy just mm -hmm. walking around with headphones on yeah. and, and you know and I'm thinking and I'm looking at him and I'm like what am I it was like you know, like I put things mm -hmm. so into perspective, like what am I complaining about that I'm sore when, you know, it's like, oh yeah, 
it's just a, it's insane how the human just human beings like I talk about this a lot with a lot of spinal cord injury people it's when we gain back our function it's like we never forget what it what it felt like mm-hmm. you know when we were paralyzed but it's amazing how almost greedy our, yeah. our, our mind gets in oh my god it's like almost like giving in to take a mile god you know what I mean and yes it's, like, it's just it's amazing how that it just all puts it into such perspective in the gym and it makes me work so much harder just seeing people yeah. go through just things that I'm like oh my gosh like I'm blessed to even be able to be standing up by myself and breathing that's yeah. honestly no I just well, I ugh. What would you say about like your family through your recovery? How, how was that situation? Like, I'm sure for them, it was heartbreaking too watching you go through, through it. So it's like, how, how, like, how were they with you? It was, it was amazing to see the roles that they each took on. Mm -hmm. Um, I have five siblings. Um, you know, the oldest sister, Ashley did like the mom thing. She made the support bracelet. She got Maria. My other sister was the motivator. She was the, you know, you could do, come on, let's get the soccer ball. Let's just do it. You know, let's just kick the soccer ball around. I'm like, ah, like, can you help me up? (laughs) And, uh, my brother, Michael, um, just like cried with me. Like he was my emotional, like, I mean, he would look at me and be like, (laughs) because he just felt, he felt my, just like sadness that some people couldn't feel. Julian, my other brother, yeah, he, he was an advocate. Like mm-hmm. he went out, and, you know, around his college campus at MMA, you know, telling people my story to help like spread the word, spread the word. Awesome. And uh, my little sister Gianna was like my like observer. She would sip and, and like if I needed anything, she already had a kind of an idea, and she just stayed silent and just mm-hmm. listened to me. And like yeah, yeah. So that's like all the, all the roles. My mom's remained a goofball. And yeah, that's awesome. I would say my dad took it the worst. Yeah. Like, he, till this day, it still thinks he'll just, you know, shake his head or something. I'm like, dad, mm-hmm. you can't do that, man. You can't do that. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's been cool to grow with each and every one of my family members through it. It's like, yeah. I that- mean, they were literally like mourning with you, the loss exactly. over like what your body was able to do, you know? Exactly. And I just, and I just remember there hit a point at Spalding and inpatient where I, I, asked kindly if I could just be alone for a week mm-hmm. and uh, you know have no one come in because I just like you said they were literally mourning with me and I understood that but I couldn't take the I mean the subconscious like sad energy that they would come in with yeah and so it was just so we grew together more than like if, I can't imagine what our relationships would all be like if this never happened I oh for sure like, yeah it's so weird too because people always say like um like death brings each other close and families and like you know just like traumatic things that happen and it's like it totally does you know like it totally does and I just remember each of my siblings in their own way said to me you know privately you know you know because I'm the goofball of the family who's kind of crazy and will just like oh someone just someone just took my someone's wallet Bella suck them <laughs> I, I was like I was like the family bull mm-hmm. but like you know it's each and every one of them just when they were kind of venting to me about how they were mourning about what happened yeah it was you know it, you know like the end you're an energizer honey you're always up and moving you're never sitting it's like it, it was hard for them to put into and I was like, yeah, you're telling me, <laughs> you know, oh, it sucks, man. I'm, I'm like, here. I'm like, <laughs> so it, it was, it was interesting just to, 
you know, be who we are before an injury or, you know, after it's just, it's, it's that we still remain that person. It's just crazy that action and, you know, yeah, kind of like overwhelm it now. And it's, yeah, just it's so crazy. How much, how much time did you spend in Spalding? Were you in there for a long time? I was in there for a while. Yeah. Uh, I was I, from April to, to end of June. Wow. 2015. Yeah. So in, I stayed there for a while. And then when I got out of there, went to Philly, did some rehabbing there, passed my classes. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> please pass me. I know my ding, 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 ding. But uh, yeah. And then I went back home, tried to go back to school for junior year and, and flashed. I think I went to like one class and then like took my wheelchair and just like wheeled down. <laughs> I did, dude. I I just got right out of there because I, I didn't realize how emotional it would be, um, like like a different emotion of oh like, yeah field hockey people in their in their practice uniforms, my teammates in their practice uniforms in class, and I'm like, it just wasn't anything I was familiar with. Yeah, it was a mental space you weren't used to being in too. And I honestly, I honestly, and I'm, I can say this looking back, if I were mentally tougher like at the time mm-hmm. I I definitely could have could have like done at least more than one class <laughs> but like I my mental and emotional state it was just like it almost just like it was I remember it's like a specific moment that first class where like everything just like just like came like to reality and, like, yeah it's almost like I hadn't been even paying attention to it until no like, class yeah, for sure. Because it probably didn't like settle in as real to you yet either. Until no. you were back on campus and you're like, because, wait a second. Write, write your names on your syllabus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, and I'm looking at my right hand and I'm thinking, all right, well, in, I just spent a whole summer of rehab learning how to write with my left hand. So, and I just remember, like, I think I wrote like I S A. And I wheeled out. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was like, I was like, hand cramps. I'm done. <laughs> but oh, yeah. No. So, but then from there, it, it had to happen because I ended up needing to get some surgeries that I look back on. And if I stayed in school, still that like November and December, I would have yeah. had these complications, these health complications that thank God I was home for. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And so. who knows if you would be on the journey that you're on now? Like, who knows if you'd be at that recovery rate, you know, right. like, cause it wouldn't like, you would say that your trainers and PT and everything you've gone through thus far has exactly. pushed you to get to where you are too. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I just hated that feeling of, of like that, my teammate sadness too. And just yeah, there. for sure. It was just a weird dynamic, but I learned so much and I realized that like very few people get to see through the lens that I saw through so absolutely it's cool it is cool so what about Benny how when did you get Benny how did that happen so actually I got Benny when I miserably failed at going back to school wait pause Benny is Bella's dog (laughs) yeah he is my dog he is my miniature horse (laughs) he right when I got back I like fell into just like this like deep like I mean, you go from playing Division One college softball, you are never alone. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, you wake up, you sleep, you pee, you eat, you play, you, you know, yell, cry, <laughs> laugh with 
people with your teammates like all the time yeah and then I just went from being just just silence and that's when I was forced to listen to my own voice but then as I listened to my own voice I was like I need a dog yeah. <laughs> it seems reasonable so, so I got Benny and I was gonna get him all trained and everything and uh he's a yellow lab he's just honestly perfect like just perfect they wanted to take him for four weeks, I believe, in Springfield, Massachusetts, which mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> just, I was like, no, why are you going to take him? So I ended up training him myself. and So he, crazy. The, he's, a, he's a good boy. Yeah, he comes to training. He's underneath the table right now. <laughs> I love it. He's looking at me, waiting for me to. He's like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Follow me I, yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, for those of you who don't follow Bella on Instagram, go follow her and look at all of her videos with Benny. They're literally the cutest things ever. Um, I think one of my favorites is like when you were trying to like, I think you were either someone was tossing you the ball or you tossing it, tossing it to yourself and kept trying to swing it over and over again. And Benny's just like, what is going on? (laughs) You just know like this poor dog, like, like, he has to go through the weirdest things. Like, he's so patient, dude. Like, it's insane how patient he is. It's awesome. So is he, is he like a service dog for you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a service dog. It's like the lowest level of it, though. Yeah. The one area he struggles with is, is other dogs. Every time he sees other dogs, he's like, hi! Yeah. So like it's the lab in him it is. like it's like his butt just wags it's not even his tail it's his whole bottom half he looks like a tuna <laughs> but yeah he's great he has helped more in my recovery than anything he kept me so active and oh like, yeah for sure yeah yeah and it's like fo- forces you to focus on something else besides yourself and like yeah feel like I'm actually giving life to someone else where everyone sure. I felt was like helping me and you yeah know, it's like sometimes it just that's why I like starting to grow plants that's yeah I was gonna too. say plants too yeah because it's like okay I have to actually think yeah. about this and not think about me for a second step and away from it did planting at Spalding and inpatient rehab oh really and, that's yeah, awesome for, yeah because I mean I grew up on like a little mini chicken farm so like I yeah. knew what plants are I've been you know growing green beans and tomatoes since I was in diapers, but it was something about my adult brain growing them in that rehab facility. It was like, it was just a shift in like, oh my gosh, just because I water it with my left hand that works, I give it a full body of life. Cause I, yeah. it was just crazy to conceptualize, but it still is for me. I that mean, is I am eating my sunflower seeds. Like, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's like so metaphorical too. Like that's wild. Crazy. That's, that's how I view plants. Yeah. It's how I, it's how I literally view life. It's through parables. So crazy. I love it. Um, so let's talk about 2020. What has 2020 been for you? And so where are you living now? Tell everybody where you're living now and why. I'm living in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Um, I am down here because I am training at a facility called Barwisk, mm-hmm. and they have a neurological reengineering program that is awesome. So and cool. It's just one of a kind. There's nothing like it. And I've been training there since January. 
I just smelled something weird in my house, sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's been absolutely insane. So 2020 though, like that's pretty much been my time down here. Yeah. So the only thing I can say is um, came down here and that's like a whole other story. We'll have to have another podcast. Yeah. The, the girl who I broke my neck on, the shortstop from Fordham, we ended up becoming friends three years later and now we like speak together like four and a whole yeah i gotta have both of you guys on here now that you're saying oh absolutely let's do it it'll be awesome she's just she brings energy she brings an energy that i can never bring and i bring an energy that she it's just we balance each other it's like yin and yang so weird literally was like here you guys collide yeah no literally. literally so like it's crazy to like be able to like change talk to people and just change their perspective on things and yeah, so basically Allie came down with me and then right before this corona thing in March, Allie was like, I'm gonna go visit my boyfriend in Boston. I was like, all right, cool. She left, got quarantined there. And ever since I've just been learning so much, just like everyone else has. But one thing that me and Allie talk about on FaceTime when we're always talking, you know, we like to keep our message just alive between us so that when we go speak about it, it's fluid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that we talk about what 2020 taught both of us and yeah. is I was telling Allie, like this coronavirus, like what it did to like, remember when the NCAA got canceled? Yes. Like, I sat back and just went, this is what I've been trying to prepare people for since the minute the game was stripped away from me mm-hmm. everyone finally got a taste of what I was just after my accident trying to tell people is no matter what guys if if you break your neck and you're out of the game if you tear your ACL if you graduate or whatever you get a rose a piece of paper that says you graduated and I kick in the ass and then they never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. They don't care. And you were only useful. Then. And, and I tried to warn people about it because they don't prepare people. They don't. I mean, yeah. I, I had to learn it on my own and Allie, Allie did too after her career was over. And it's just, that's what 2020 has shown me is that it's been very interesting to see the world go through kind of what I felt, especially the athletic world, I should say. And sure. Dude, it showed me a lot of immaturity. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's crazy. I wouldn't have even thought of it like that either. But has anybody like reached out to you during this time in regards yeah. to that? Oh, for sure. For sure. And you know, I, I try to answer as many people, but it's the big name college kids, you know, with the fancy accounts and stuff that <laughs> they it's like a pity party it's like this is my last year i mean dude welcome to the club at least, yeah. at least you can go strap on those same exact cleats without a leg brace on go down yeah. to the field and go play like right like what so it just showed me a lot about the world 2020 has showed me a lot about the like character of the different kinds of views that we have now and i also learned a lot about um energy and that's that's a wormhole but I learned a lot about energy and it's 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 
So my best friend and I, her name's Devin too. Weird. I don't know. What? That's three? Yeah. I've got that name for a girl too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's freaking weird because our birthdays are 10 days apart. We played softball together our whole lives. Like been friends since kindergarten. Like it, another God put us in each other's lives. Yeah. Situation. Um, but we always say how crazy energy is and during this quarantine time especially we've been talking about it like extra and just like how pretty much exactly what you were saying like how everyone around you is reacting to things and like it doesn't even necessarily need to be like with your words but just the way that people are projecting themselves and the way that people are reacting to things is like you can feel it. You don't need to say it. You can feel it. And and it's like, I always want to surround myself with people that make me feel better. And like, I, the second I walk into a room, I can be like, mm-hmm. that chick over there, I don't yes. know, something's Something coming on over there. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in that end. <laughs> that's how I feel just going on my timeline now well that's what I was gonna say yeah it's like you can feel it even from social media because we're living in a time like I think our parents and like our grandparents and you know anyone that's really older than us like they're so lucky that they don't experience like social media in just specifically the year of 2020 because it's like they're kind of just like at home right now we're going to work still if that's what they're doing and they're experiencing life and experiencing this but in such a different realm than how we are so it's like those people those people yes. with the energy that's just like yeah. get Dark. the f yeah. away from me <laughs> it's like yes. it's we like, still experience it yes. and it's I know. weird and I think I have like we that's another wormhole but I think our generation mm-hmm. literally was born with a different ability to feel that energy because my like parents and like their generation, especially like my grandmother's 88, I sw- I mean, I swear she could get slapped in the face <laughs> with like a flying pig and she'd be like, what happened? Like, <laughs> like that's like, like I'm saying she'd even do that when she was 20. And that's yeah. because it's just like, I, God injects things into generations. And I swear, I just am convinced that Cause I'll be like, oh ma, like, or any older person, like, oh geez, what's wrong with them? Like in the yeah. last, yes, and they're like, what? Everything's wonderful. And I'm yeah, like, no, same. So, or my mom will be like, you're too observant. I'm like, it's not about being. A, they're not saying anything. Like, but the problem, the pro- yeah, but that's the thing is, I honestly, I love that your mom said that because yeah. I feel like that's the biggest difference between their generation and ours. Yeah, you have to observe all of like the hmm, that doesn't seem right. Hmm, that's yeah, like, yeah. And we've had to learn to be smart with social media. We have yeah. to be wiser than they had to be, you know? It's weird. It's so it weird. weird. But I learned a lot about that 2020, just at people's energy, energy giving to plants, energy from multiple people and how it yeah. affects plants. And it's, it's- Isn't it weird too that people will all, like, especially with my business, like people will reach out to me all the time and be like, oh, I love your stuff, but like, I can't keep things alive. And now that you say that, I'm like, what? Yes. What's wrong with you? Like, yes. you know? but, but if you want to speak metaphorically, <laughs> if, if you if you were back, what, I want to say 50 years ago and had this going, everyone would know how to because their life kind of de- used to depend on it. Or fresh yeah. 
nowadays it's like that energy is just so not going towards life it's going towards a robot that gives you nothing back totally it's it's like a mirror that just punches you in the face that's all yeah. that's literally <laughs> well, all the phone is. it's really ironic too that you're saying this because you have such a large following yeah. on social media like how did just like and obviously it, that wasn't really in your control like people were following your story and oh, what you were yeah. doing and your recovery and all of that and it was like inspiring for people and for whatever reason people wanted like chose to follow mm -hmm. it and like what do you think about that like do, so that's what that's why I found it interesting when you were saying, you know, like when we were talking about like the coronavirus taking away from the like, college kids with the big accounts, because dude, I could have easily vented out what I was feeling like very, very deep down for people to say, this sucks. I can't play with my nephew and, blah, blah, blah. and all these things that were going through my head. I, how I saw it was people, people are interested in my story. And why is that? And I knew it was because from the minute my injury happened, I just threw it all up to God. Mm -hmm. Even when I didn't even know the depths of what that was about to be in my life, I just said, I don't know. All I know is that there's a God and this is, it's going to be okay because there's God is here. God's, and I just made sure that I, the days where I was feeling like I had something good and positive to say about this, you know, something that was sad, that's what I would put on there. Because I think people talk about energy, felt my energy of, you know, like kind of just come on, like, you know, yeah. in my recovery. And yeah, for sure. Day, people still feel that. And I think the words that I choose, you know, to, to use and manifest, that's what I appreciate about social media is, is genuine people who would read my post like they would read a good book mm -hmm. it, it's but then there's the people who just are just just evil like honestly evil exists yeah on social media and I've learned a lot about that so I mean the whole social media thing it's great I love to share like my everyday people just always asking you know just for tips and stuff and I love that's like such a big part of like the community that like I've built between people just like messaging like all these yeah. people. I know like a hundred thousand people by name by now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey Doris, how, how's your cat? And like, you know, like, yeah. how's, your, how's your PT? And like all these yeah. people, it's just, it's cool. And I like it about that, but it's just, man, I think social media is kind of getting out of our hands. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's crazy too, because it's like, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, nobody that I know is in your shoes, but I mean, a lot of people with large followings, I don't think that they would all admit to that and say the, those things. And I think that's another thing that like sets you apart from everyone else out there. That's, I mean, you're, you're not like an influencer, but you know, that has large followings like that. Oh, like, yeah. well, people eat it up and people want it. And it, for you, you're like, I just want everybody to feel my energy and my love. And that's, and like, what, that's what makes the work that I do so great is it's so personal yeah so private it's yeah. so you know it's it's like it it's just so like you know one-on-one -on -one. like it's just it's it's cool I, I like I like that aspect but I know exactly what you mean like the people they I could, I could never do it how do you yeah do like I know it's crazy I remember actually when I was first starting my podcast and like my parents so my journey has been like a little different. Like I 
went to undergrad, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, went to grad school and, you know, I'm still, I went to Bridgewater with Mike. That's how I know Mike. And then I went to grad school in Newton at William James. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I'm still in the process of like trying to pass my boards and it's like, I am doing this and I don't know this, I like bounce around all the time because I, I think it is because I have so much love to give and I try to like spread myself out in all these different ways. Yeah. And like my parents, when I first started all this, they're like, okay, so like so supportive, like go for it, do it. This is awesome. Like you got this. But like one of the questions, like my sisters and my parents would ask me is like, so what is your goal with the podcast? Like, are you trying to be like this big podcaster? Like you trying to make money off of it? And I'm like, people automatically try to, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, not at all. Like, I just like, again, have so much love to give. And I'm like, yeah. if, it, if just one person hears it and is That's like, this made me feel better. And it's crazy. I've gotten, I would say I've probably only gotten like a hundred like different people saying like, oh, th like this touched me. And it's, I've had like 20 something episodes out, but I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? I was just going to say that like, that's a hundred, like, yeah. Think about that. Like you said, like, even if one life, yeah. I always say that if I can just help one person, mm -hmm. then this whole thing is worth it. Whatever yeah. the thing is. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. just, and then to see like, I mean, I would say probably 89 of the people are like people I knew from high school or people right. I no, knew from but, but no, still, yeah, I'm like, that's this is, these are people that I never, ever would think that this would touch or that this would reach or that mm -hmm. people would feel like I, I was getting messages like this, this just made my whole week. I was like in a really bad place. And like this episode really like turned it around for me. And I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. Like yeah. I want to send those messages to my mom be like this is it <laughs> you should though I mean I would I would even take those clip them out and advertise right that yeah like that because it's true that's it's and I like that like when you're like yeah it's not really structured we just kind of like yeah. talk. And I think that that's important because when you have people on your podcast knowing you're wanting to give love and the person who's coming on is wants to give love yeah. that's like double love sandwich like coming at people's faces no literally like, yeah like, for sure you can't I die. You can't. Yeah, no, you can't. And it's like the other thing too, like that I think we have in common is like just like being authentic, like just be yourself. You know, it's like I've I've had some um, like chats with other people that are doing podcasts and stuff, and like they'll ask me, they're like, "So, what do you like? What um, spreadsheet do you use for like asking questions for guests? And like, what do you use when you're editing?" I'm like. One, I don't edit my podcast, which is absolutely insane. I, I don't know. I, people think it's insane that I don't edit it. But I'm like, this is it. This is yeah, it. This is what you're getting. You know, folks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is, is, I'm like, could you imagine if I was sitting here and I was like, okay, next question is for you. Like, the sad thing is, is I can because I've been interviewed for over the past five years by more so many people. people than I can. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Like, I can't even count. But I trust me, there's been some people where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, so are you going to use any of my words? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how are we doing this? <laughs> like, yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's just like, to me, I feel like in this, like our generation of how we're, we're being brought up and how we're just getting through every single day, there isn't a lot of authentic behavior out there. And there isn't a lot of um, people that you'll talk to that genuinely just want to talk to you and genuinely just want to be like, no, like this is just it. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah, I, I get, I get a little nervous when I have some guests on, cause I'm like, just so you know, like it's not really structured. And I worry that people are like, Oh, like she doesn't really have it together. She doesn't really know what she's doing. Right. But I'm like, that's the point. You yeah. know, that's the point. No, but, and you like, <laughs> you are the difference between like those type of people are like, like, Oh, they see the gutter ball railing on like when you're bowling, yeah. those type of people will makeshift all the pins to be all the way over to the right so that they can throw it in the gutter so it's secure and the ball will go down and knock over the pins even though they moved them yeah you're like the free no gutters just throwing the ball down there yeah and just letting it become a strike or yeah yeah, i I think yeah i think that's that's like i said that's authentic i don't like I don't like planned things. Ever since no. my accident, I don't really, <laughs> I've learned that a lot of things are not planned. So, and it's like, like for you too, like you kind of do the same thing. Like you're just throwing the ball each day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, let's yeah. let's see what this one takes. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I remember when I was teaching myself how to like throw because my therapist would help me, but not is my I mean I had to do like six hours on my own yeah and I just remember like just throwing the tennis ball just at the stone wall outside my house and being like all right so I bet this next one this next one I'm gonna be able to do it and I'd like let go and my arm would fall and I'm like oh. I was like I swear I could have felt my lat hold that okay and like you know it's just like <laughs> it's true though it's like yeah keep going man no you gotta just you you gotta just keep going and it's I don't know it's just crazy like every day if you live like that and you just live like stay true to yourself don't try to set things up and line things up so that they happen exactly this way it's like like bad shit happens every day and good shit happens every day and it's like just let it happen like just whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen yeah just be a part of it it's like stop trying to like make it make it how you want it to be because then it's not going to work out I, all that i know is is your feet will never head in any direction your mind wasn't already going and i believe that like that next spot is the destination where god was guiding you so that he could provide mm-hmm. and it's like so many people try to plan things and, and coordinate things and you know just fog things up make images look different and it's like so you're you're your own god you're so that when when things go to real shit that you guys can't prevent or you know manipulate you guys are going to be in a pretty bad place whereas us who just kind of go with the you know flow and stuff it's like when something real bad happens we're like we know what to return to yeah yeah that solid like crap happens type for sure for sure but also i would say too it's something that I, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I work on it every day because there are days where I wake up and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could just do this. And then that, this would probably come of it. But, you know, it's like, yes, <laughs> it's, but that's the thing. Is, I, people don't understand is it's a muscle. It's, it's literally a, it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to just build those brain paths and remind yourself, like all these things. Mindfulness is that's I learned. Oh my gosh! I, I gotta that. send you. I, I'll send you a link after this to one of my episodes that, like, I talked all about it because I was just like, guys, like I've come on here some mornings and been like, you know what? Today's not it. I feel like shit because I feel like all my episodes, I'm like mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Life is great. <laughs> And then I'm like, no, life is not great. Like life sucks some days. And like some days I don't want to do anything. But, yes. uh, but that's part of it. You know, exactly. it's like, I that's love how you that. feel. That's how you feel. And stop trying to be like, 
well, maybe uh-huh. I can do this. And then this will, it's like, just let yourself be sad for a day. Let exactly. yourself be happy. Let yourself, be, you know, feel yes, it all. Because when you're, when you're feeling, you're in the present. And when mm-hmm. you're in the present, that's where it's like, okay. It's almost like, all right, wait, let me get my balance. That's right. literally what it is. It's like, yeah. and people don't understand that the same way a muscle gets strong. Mm-hmm. You don't do it from just, you know, not yeah. doing the exercise. It's like, it's always, always going through my head. Mm-hmm. I always look at animals and, and animals help me get into that. Oh, for sure. Ebb and flow of like, yeah mindfulness because i'm just like look at that friggin' bird i know <laughs> dude i did the same thing I'm like look at the dragonfly now it's laying down now it's what is it thinking what is it doing where's I, it going next <laughs> all the time all the time like i just look at them and i'm like you guys are so damn dependent on mm-hmm. this nature yeah and i saw a solar eclipse in 2017 so cool all the birds were like, oh no, I didn't know I'd wait for dinner. Like they were like flying everywhere. And, I, and then like two minutes later, they're like, oh, back to work. Oh no, back to work. Like <laughs> they have no sense of like it, it, that. It helps me just kind of see like little characteristic traits of God. Like I'm like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. like, that's like totally, he thought that into existence. So it is. And yeah. that was something he felt because he thought. And like, I just so think crazy. it's so cute. It's like a dependency. Yeah, it's so cute. I (laughs) love that. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bella, for coming on Blissful Love. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so fun having you on. And it's just so crazy, too, that like all these years I was like, I never met this girl that I love so much from softball. You're so familiar. Well, we probably played each other at some point. We didn't play on the same team at all, no? No. Did you ever do any like, um, like, did you do like Thunder or any of that stuff? You know those teams that were like, yeah, like yes, I because I'm I'm friends with Shannon Smith now, so she gave me the lowdown on those days. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any of those um, teams either. I just did like travel for my town, and then just I'm from oh, Quincy, we, so played I just in Quincy. Saw you like at yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or me messaging you through your recovery, like hey, I remember, I remember you, <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, I remember. She's one of the hundred thousand people. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? If we were to go back in time and like, I probably saw you. Imagine being like, "Hey, I'll see you in like eleven years or like yeah. ten years." And you're so podcast weird. Today. Like, you're gonna have a podcast that makes people really friggin' happy, and I'm gonna be on it because I broke my neck. Like, think about that. Like, that's mindfulness. That's an example of mindfulness. Like, to be able to just look at it like that and be like, "Huh, mm-hmm. that would have sounded crazy then." But it's look at so that. weird. And I was even thinking, like, when I had um when I had Mike on the podcast too, like in college, we, I knew who he was and he knew who I was, but we weren't friends in college. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's weird because I would see him. Like I, I can vividly remember seeing him like walking down my dorm hallway. Yeah. And like, sometimes we would say hi. Sometimes you don't, yeah. you don't really know each other, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's just so weird. How like Because I remember like he was an athlete in college. So like, obviously everybody thinks he's like cool and whatever. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. being like, oh yeah, that kid's cool. And yeah, now yeah, I'm just yeah. like, how weird is that? That like, it is you, weird. if I knew back then, like, hey, one day <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> chat podcast. You're gonna have a new human project. Like, I know, like, it's crazy. It's dude. so bizarre. It yeah. is, but it lets. It's nice to look at that stuff because we're in the right spot. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, and I can't wait to chat with you soon. I know.
I meet a lot of people when I do podcast episodes and just from having Plants Bliss Love in general. And I often wonder if, well, first of all, I wonder if every single person we meet, if there's a reason why we meet them. But I often wonder this specifically about certain people. And I feel like Bella is one of those people that anyone who meets her and gets to talk to her, there is a reason why you're meeting her and talking to her. Um, That was an amazing conversation. Bella has such an amazing and awesome outlook on life and the way that she goes about her days. Um, Everyone should go check her out, follow her on Instagram. Um, And yeah, she has her whole journey up on Instagram, which is really cool. So you can go back and look and see how far she's come. Um, and her road to recovery and all of that. So I'll link her Instagram below. So I wanted to finish this episode with a mindfulness activity. And then, yes, that'll be it. We'll wrap it up there. So Bella talked a lot about um, kind of just like, without saying it, acceptance and she throughout her journey realized that God has a reason for all of this. And through that came acceptance. So I found a chapter in the mindful 20 something. Um, I will link, excuse me. I will link this book below. Um, I linked it in my last episode as well. I've been loving this book so much. I think that everybody should go check it out. So In this book, chapter 11 is all about um, acceptance. So the chapter is called Acceptance Reduces Suffering. So I'm just going to read a couple of passages um, in this chapter. Much of life's pain comes from the disappointment of having your unceasing desires unmet. Truth be told, over the arc of your life, you will have breathtakingly wonderful experiences, but you will also have losses and failures. Your general well-being will be determined less by the number of great moments and more by the way you manage the difficult ones. The key to dealing with those bad things when they happen is acceptance. If grasping and aversion are about always wanting this moment to be better or different, acceptance is about making the best of each moment, just as it is. I know from experience that 20-somethings aren't that keen on acceptance until they understand it better, so stick with me while I explain it. Then I'm going to read about acceptance decreasing suffering. You can't avoid pain, but you can avoid amplifying it into higher levels of suffering by cultivating acceptance. Acceptance is the state of mind that sees the present moment just as it is. It allows you to feel pain or sadness or anger without making it worse. Understanding what acceptance is not. It is important that you have a clear understanding about what acceptance is and is not. Acceptance is not the same as liking, agreeing, or passively resigning yourself to anything. Let's dig a little deeper into the differences. Acceptance is not liking. Santiago said, my roommate keeps coming in late, making all sorts of noise. He wakes me up, never says he is sorry, and it really pisses me off. I've been trying to accept it, but honestly, I don't like it. Santiago was struggling with the common confusion between acceptance and approval. He doesn't need to like or approve of his roommate disrupting his sleep in order to accept it. 
Accepting the behavior means recognizing reality. It means seeing clearly that it does indeed happen and what specific problems it causes for him. Once he is fully aware of this, he can be thoughtful about what, if anything, he wants to do about it. Does his roommate know it bothers him? Does he want to talk to his roommate? If so, what is the best way to approach him about this? Would it make more sense to just buy earplugs or ignore it for a while and see if it goes away? Would just ignoring the problem create resentment that would damage the friendship? Any of these explorations and options could produce a helpful resolution to Santiago's problem. None of them involve his liking it. And then I'm going to do acceptance is not a decision. You don't decide to accept a situation. Acceptance is an action. It is the action of bringing your awareness into the present and acknowledging what is true in this moment. As soon as you pull your attention into the present and are willing to see what is true, you're practicing acceptance. When you acknowledge the reality of any moment, letting go of ideas about how things should be or how you wish they were, you are practicing acceptance. Acceptance is the action that lifts you out of being stuck in, I don't like it, or it's not fair, and onto what is the most sensible move in this moment. Okay, and then the last one I am going to read is practicing acceptance. I annoy my daughter when I say in response to her complaints, sounds like another opportunity to practice acceptance. That may sound flippant, but actually, anytime you notice something not going your way, it is a great time to practice acceptance. Remember, you practice acceptance simply by acknowledging the truth of the present situation. You don't have to decide to like, agree with, or resign yourself to anything. You just have to see that it is what it is. Whether it is a frustration like Maxine's lost report, something worse like being rejected by your graduate school of choice, or even worse, the death of a beloved parent, there are times when you simply cannot do anything to eliminate your pain. In those moments, you can be compassionately present with your feelings, be they irritation, shame, or great sadness, and try not to make your suffering greater by refusing to accept whatever painful truth you are facing. Because even the most painful moments are temporary. If you can be kind and patient with yourself, with time, your suffering will decline as you become clear about how best to manage your difficulty. Yeah, so accepting is something that, like Bella and I were saying, I think you constantly have to be mindful of it and constantly need to be mindful of how you're presenting and how you're feeling and having that positive outlook is part of acceptance. Um, So there's a little contemplate this blurb that says mindfulness meditation doesn't change life. Life remains as fragile and unpredictable as ever. Meditation changes the heart's capacity to accept life as it is. And that was by Sylvia Borstein. And I, I feel so deeply connected to that too, because there are so many things that happen in our lives that aren't easy to accept. Acceptance isn't e- isn't an easy thing to do, but it's something that we can train ourselves to get better at. Um, I, I wanted to finish it there, but I, I actually want to read this last little blurb um, called Meditation Builds Acceptance, and then we'll finish there. Acceptance is the antidote to grasping, and it develops as you practice mindfulness meditation. Each time during meditation that you observe yourself wanting something to be different and choose to bring your attention back to the feel of your breath, you are practicing acceptance. 
While meditating, you may notice yourself wanting more of something, such as free time, or less of something, such as work. Maybe you recognize thoughts about how life isn't fair or something is not your fault. Those thoughts tell you that you are resisting something. When you notice yourself wanting something to be different or resisting something that is real and you intentionally pivot your attention back to your breath, you are practicing acceptance. If what you are wanting has a powerful emotional pull to it, like wishing your girlfriend hadn't ended the relationship, you will get the opportunity over and over to practice letting go of that particular stream of thought as you sit in meditation. As you practice the skill of acceptance repeatedly in meditation, you will be better able to draw on it at other times when you need it most. Acceptance definitely takes practice, and meditation is the best way to practice it. Take 10 minutes and practice one of your mindfulness skills. So yes, acceptance, guys. So like it said, take 10 minutes and practice one of your mindfulness skills. So I like to use meditation in many different ways and mindfulness in many different ways, but definitely ties into accepting and just the way that you feel about certain situations and how to let go of certain emotions that you feel that might be dragging you down a little bit. And it's all part of the learning process of getting to know ourselves and um, what makes us feel emotionally and mentally well. And Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys really enjoyed having Bella on Blissful Love. It was a great conversation and I will see you guys all on Sunday. Bye guys.